Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pro Football Jokes Podcast, where we are going to be breaking down all things happening in the NFC North. Uh, going to have a little bit of the chopping block, some overreactions, and you know, a lot of good jokes and cokes. And of course, I am joined by our esteemed Pro Football Jokes staff. We have Alex Stern with us. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm ready to talk some NFC North. Uh, not quite as good a division as our last podcast, NFC East. Uh, yeah, there's our first joke of the pod, everyone. Good one, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have the great uh, screwballs with us. How are you doing? Can you give us good? Mm. Oh, I'm so ready. Uh, I'm so ready. Uh, so ready for my first appearance since last season in the on the podcast. So yeah, excited. We, yeah, the people the people were moderately saying, "Can you come back?" Do we want him to come back? So we're glad we're here on the show. Of course, we Pep the Chep himself. How the Pep are you? Uh, I'm pepping around, I guess. I guess I'm ready to podcast it up and talk about the NFC North. Uh, hopefully, we just talk about the Lions the whole time. But uh, well, we're going to talk know. about other teams. We'll, we'll, that actually sounds great. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to them later in the podcast because, of course, we start with the worst teams and work our way to the best. But don't worry, Pep. We're going to have plenty Ooh. of time about i'm not spoiling anything it's uh just straight facts uh but yeah so let's go ahead and get into the nfc north here as we're going to talk about uh, the worst team i mean they failed on all fronts mascot color scheme quarterback talent genuine enjoyment um they kind of lost in all categories so well uh, we'll start with the uh, packers of green bay uh, let's see, uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on this Packers uh, roster going into the season? Yeah, as, as you know, I've I, I'm never been a big uh, Aaron Rodgers fan. Uh, I, 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 and always I'm kind of annoyed at, you know, people. Every year there are people who are like, oh, let's put the Packers right back in the Super Bowl. Everybody's Super Bowl predictions like the Packers, despite the fact that they – didn't play all that well the the year before. They were like, you know, they they usually make the playoffs. Didn't last year, but um, this year I kind of like I kind of like this Packers team. Um, I, I I think uh, they, they their defense is more interesting than it's been you know since like their 2010 season when they won the Super Bowl. So I I I was pleasantly surprised. Look, well, I don't know how pleasant it was, but uh, I was surprised by the the Packers roster. Uh, and I, I, I kind of, I kind of like this team. Mm. How do you, how do you think about that, Pat? Do you agree with Alex? I agree with Alex. I think uh, they made some uh, moves on the defense in the off season, which was way, way overdue. Um, they were kind of recovering from the days of Ted Thompson, thinking he could just draft talent and the talent would be good. And sometimes they were good, but um, the roster just faltered and. Uh, this season was the bottom as low as it could get for them, I think. So I, I think it was good for them to go out and get guys like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and um, Adrian Amos. Um, and I think uh, the receiving core isn't isn't as bad as it looks. I think they put a lot of faith in their young guys. And um, with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I think those guys can produce. If Aaron Jones isn't a one-season wonder, he uh, he could be their next Ryan Grant, if you will. High praise, high praise. Uh, I mean, for me personally, short of Giannis Antetokounmpo coming over and playing wide receiver for the Packers, I'm not uh, so threatened by the receiving core. Adams finds random ways to get touchdowns. I'll give him credit on that. But overall, 
I just, again, maybe it's because the Packers are terrible. Maybe it's because I think they're terrible and they are. I just don't think that they're uh, all that they're cracked up to be there on the offensive side of the ball. But I do agree their defense is surprisingly interesting considering they haven't played defense in a number of years. <laughs> I've got to credit it. I mean, going back to they're the best player on the defense, Oren Burks, man, he has somehow turned that. Uh, whole team around. Like, <laughs> he played like a whole like two games last year, but uh, he is looking like he's going to be their their starter there. I mean, the thing on their defense is just how deep they are right now. Like they're they they essentially you know ousted the previous edge rushers and Nick Perry and Clay Matthews because Kyler Fackrell was out producing both of them last year, uh, and they kept him. Uh, he he led the team in sacks last year. And they brought in Preston Anzadarius Smith out there and, and drafted Rashawn Gary in the first round. Um, so, I mean, they that, that's a pretty – with four guys on the edge there, I don't think any of them are you know going to be studs, at least not right away. Maybe Rashawn Gary can turn into that. But that get, getting that rotation on the outside, I like that. Um, and then on, in the secondary, I think Jair Alexander can become like a Pro Bowl corner type. Uh, he played so well last year. Uh, and then they have a bunch of other, you know, high draft picks that they that they can rotate in there. Kevin King, Josh Jackson. They got some veterans with Tremont Williams, uh, uh, and you know, and then they, they got Adrian. They picked up Adrian Amos to play safety. Uh, drafted Darnell Savage. Still have Josh Jones, who might want out, but uh, you know, they're 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 deep back there in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, it, they are getting better. They have players that have names that people may still <laughs> learn as they do some stuff. Uh, but thinking of people that used to kind of have a name, this is just kind of interesting to me as I'm looking here at your, the, the Pro Football Jokes article uh, that you, you posted for the NFC North. Uh, fantastic reporting there, by the way, Alex. Uh, was Jimmy Graham ever good at football or were he just tricked for like two seasons? Uh, well, he played basketball, so uh, that makes it a great <laughs> um, I think he just, you know, I think he, uh, it, it must have been some of the injuries he had back when he was in New Orleans thing. You know, kind of, I, I think at this point he's really best suited to just be a red zone threat and not really, you know, have to run too far or too much. Um, yeah. He, he used to I like my football players not able to run too. It's, yeah. it's pretty helpful. Um, but yeah, I agree. Their their offensive weapons usually like they're they're stacked with like a bunch of good receivers, even if they don't have a great receiver. This year, I mean, Devontae Adams has emerged as like I think a, a you know a really really top tier receiver, maybe maybe just a below top tier receiver, but pre- pretty high up there. I'd say he's definitely top ten. Uh, so I I think you know he bolsters that, but then. You know, they've got to have one of these young guys step up, whether it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Equinemius St. Brown or even Geronimo Allison. Somebody just be decent enough. All objectively great names. <laughs> like they, they could be a key and peel skit, the Packers wide <laughs> Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going, man, man, what about no first name, last name? A college university. What do you think the ceiling is for the Packers though this season? With when you're looking at their their roster, 
I honestly, I think they're they could be like they're they're a team that has a high ceiling, low floor. But I, I, I because th- we have so many unknowns on their team, um, so I do think the ceiling, you know, is like NFC Championship, uh, maybe even. I, I I couldn't see them going to the Super Bowl, but yeah, I think I think I could see them being in the NFC Championship is yeah as as the ceiling. Yeah, do we get like the sad Aaron Rodgers beard this season? Yes or no, guys? Uh, depends on how Lafleur's offense works. No, I'm thinking we get super sad, frustrated Aaron Rodgers. I'm very excited. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, but that'll do it for the Packers, unless anybody has some last minute analysis about them. Uh, I will just say uh, it, it, it's already it, there. Already has been conflict between Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers, as Matt Lafleur has been saying. Yeah, we we don't really want to give him full control. That's not really how our offense runs, and Aaron Rodgers is basically like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. So, Yeah, now, and rumor has it that uh, actually Aaron Rodgers was responsible for LaFleur's uh, Achilles tear. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. all it was right after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, completely lie on that end. But uh, you never know. Just got to give a shout-out one more time to Oren Burks. Keep turning that team around, except don't actually win the NFC North. For the Packers, that would make me really freaking sad. But you know, what can we do? Uh, looking at the next uh, team out there, uh, it's tough to pick who's the third best team in this division. Uh, I think it's kind of a toss up here for three and two, but I, I believe the other team a little bit more. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Bears will be finishing third in the NFC North. So we'll go ahead and talk about them now. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, round three, did, does he have what it takes to make anybody scared? I, I, if I was Bears fan, I'd be scared. So <laughs> that's kind of what I was. That's what I kind of what I was thinking as well. Scared every time he throws the ball. Um, yeah, I, I, I said in my article that you know the Bears might have the best roster in the NFL if you just ignore the the top row right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, the top row is kind of important uh, in football because uh, uh, quarterbacks apparently matter. Um, so, uh, I mean, their defense is still loaded. I mean, the, the question is, can their defense be as good with Vic Fangio leaving? Because he's uh, been one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Um, and had, when the Bears had no talent on defense, their defense looked, you know, was average. So he, he kind of held them up. Uh, and then once he got some talent, they became the best defense in the league. I don't think they'll fall off a cliff, but... Will they be quite as dominant as last year? I don't know. If they'll, they they have the talent, but without a, a stalwart and defense coordinator like Vic Fangio, I don't know that you know they can prop up this team as much as they did last year. Hmm. Yeah, Pep. How? Uh, what are you thinking about the Bears? Um, I want to be fair to Mitch Trubisky. First of all, I think last year was a huge step up from uh, his rookie season, which wasn't hard to do, but I think he upped his play a little bit. We still did see some pretty bad throws from him. Um, and I think he's going to have to take an even bigger step this year because as good as the Bears were last year, um, they were kind of feasting on teams that were really struggling, uh, especially the Packers and Vikings. Um, Vikings were just struggling to find wins there, and they kind of they, they had some really impressive wins and performances, but um, – they took advantage of a really good division uh, that was performing pretty poorly. Um, I'm really curious mostly about this backfield and how it's going to work. I just don't 
believe, and I don't think anybody believes that Tariq Cohen's a three down back. He's not built that way. And I want to see if David Montgomery is going to step in there and have a role that Jordan Howard did, or if Matt Nagy's offense just doesn't allow for another Jordan Howard. Um, but I, I'm just curious more on the offensive side of the ball. I think Alex is right. Losing Vic Fangio uh, as he's with the Broncos now could hurt them a little bit. Um, just can their defense be just as good as last year? Uh, I expect just a little bit of a regression, but not so much. Um, I, I just think it all lays in the offense's hands. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I think their defense, basically no matter what, is always going to keep them in the game. They're going to, I mean, they're going to shut people down. They're going to be a tough team to move the ball against and, and, and put points up on. Uh, so they'll be in the game. It's just can they capitalize? And, I mean, it's tough. You don't really think Mitch is going to be too successful in two-minute drills and those kind of things if they can get a lead, play with it. But, yeah, that uh, not having Howard. I mean, I think that's someone that we've all been pretty big on, uh, that he's a good player and just never really got his fair his fair shot. So I don't know what uh, it's all going to be looking. But it will be some fun to watch. And I look forward to Mitch throwing more balls to my team than he does to his own. It'll be good. Unless Alan Robinson just decides to dismantle us again. Because um, that was uh, a little sad, but you know, moving on, new season, you know, good stuff. Uh, what do you guys expect out of Cleo Mack this year? Do you think he's still going to be pissed off at the Raiders and just um, do what he does, or would we see maybe a little bit more tame? I think he's going to be terrible. The Raiders are going to be so happy that <laughs> John Gruden will be like, "Ha!" He only had so. sixteen games left in him. <laughs> See, our team almost had that many sacks combined. <laughs> yeah, Khalil Mack had more sacks than all the Raiders had combined last year. It was kind of disgusting. Um, oh, man, Hard Knocks is going to be interesting. Drew, you want to weigh in on this one? Um, I I don't really trust the Bears' offense too much. I think their defense really carried them, and I think a lot of teams kind of overlooked them last year. So I think that really helped some of the record. I do think the team is really good. Clearly, they won the games by themselves, and not just. I think they'll make it all the way to third place and then up north. Oh, really? Who do you have? Who do you have first, Jack? Whoa! whoa, whoa don't. Uh, you'll find out. In a <laughs> minute. No yeah. Also on the offensive side, like Mitch Trubisky benefited so much last year from uh, Matt Nagy's scripted plays. Like he 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 did he, all his damage came coming in on the first couple of drives. Um, but, you know, will Matt Nagy be able to keep making these game plans that, you know, allow his team to move the ball at will early in the game? And then can his defense hang on? It, it, that's, a, that's a tough uh, strategy to be able to maintain. Yeah, I think, I think um, yeah. there's a lot of room to improve for Mitch Trubisky. Um, he can definitely step his room. game up a bit. And with those plays, you're right, Alex. Uh, they're just I, – I don't know why a team that went 12-4, and four, I have so many question marks for. But here I am, kind of pondering the worst-case scenario for them. Um, I think Bears fans just really want to see Mitch Trubisky step up and um, kind of stay in that pocket a little more. He had a couple good scrambling games, but <laughs> – he had like the longest run of the year, even though he ran like ten yards. But um, actually, I'm wrong about that one. He ran, he ran that one in for a touchdown, right? He ran to the one side of the field and back. 
<laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, that was incredible. That's neither here nor there. Can, uh, just <laughs> he can step it up. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, without any more uh, thoughts here on the Bears, we'll move to another team that has uh, some questions about their quarterback that they've committed to for the future. Uh, and that is the Minnesota Vikings and uh, oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh. Uh, I, uh, the, the last thing uh, this team has questions on is quarterback, honestly. Uh, I mean, Kirk, Kirk is, will be fine. My, I do have some questions about the Vikings, though. They're, they, they, had, they had problems last year, you know, mainly with the offensive line. Uh, their defense played was very good towards the end of the season, struggled early on. Uh, but they're kind of the opposite of the Packers to me, where they, uh, they they have a pretty strong, you know, they're top heavy, and they do not have. I'm I'm concerned about their depth. They have they have depth at cornerback, and they have depth like nowhere else. They're we all know about the receivers. They got Diggs and Thielen. But then they got nobody after that. They drafted Irv Smith, I guess, to be their <laughs> third best receiver. Uh, unless you think Kyle Rudolph still can catch some balls sometimes. Um, and uh, on defense, their starter, they got a bunch of really good players starting, but they don't have that rotation on, on the defensive line. They essentially have three really good players on the defensive line, and Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter, and Linval Joseph. And then they got nobody behind them, including their fourth starter, Jamar Stephan. Or if if they're gonna, I, I, I'm not even positive he'll end up winning that defensive tackle job. They 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 could use you know some some players to spell these. It's tough to have have players just line up and pass and rush the passer all game. Yeah, that's true. It really comes in. And like you said, they the Vikings defense, so we thought we were going to be stalwarts to start the year, really struggled. They came into their own. But that depth is something that's going to continue to haunt them going into this uh, the, uh, this season. Hopefully they have the, the conditioning to be strong and, again, hope uh, and, and, and pray that uh, they are all mentally there as well. They don't need to have any health reasons and absences in those ways. But, uh, yeah, they are, they're pretty paper thin. Uh, on that side, of, uh, on that side of the ball, uh, still, I, I still like their defense. Though, I mean, overall, I think they'll make plays and um, have a chance to really set themselves up in some great, great spaces. It's just can the offense actually click? It seemed to be their biggest downfall. Sure, and they did. They did draft James Bradbury to help on the offensive line, but honestly, I still think this is like a bottom five offensive line in the league. I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I have concerns about that. And then, can they have? Somebody well, Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson are like the same people. They don't need a pocket. They're fine. Can Can they have somebody step up at that third receiver spot? Because I please don't have it be Laquan Treadwell again. I know I have been starting. This This is the season, Alex, for Treadwell. He got better gloves. Kirk Cousins is going to hit him even more in the hands. He's got get get some stickum. I, I I gotta say, man, I'm a little offended that you you put Laquan Treadwell at their third wide receiver spot when they had Aldrick Robinson, man. That he's no longer on the team anymore. He's uh, he's on the Panthers now. Well, that's messed up. That's that's wrong with the Vikings. But um, <laughs> I uh, they, they got 
they got Chad Beebe, and uh, they, they like this guy Dylan Mitchell. Uh, apparently, he's they're they're talking up in OTAs and minicamp and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how how seriously to take that. I think the mo- the defining moment of the Vikings season last year was uh, one of those last games when Kirk and Adam were arguing on the sideline, and Kirk he goes, "I don't have seven seconds." And I think that's still the headline going into this offseason, what you mentioned about their offensive line being a bottom five. And, yeah, Kirk and Russell Wilson are like the same guy, but Kirk can't run for his life. (laughs) And when healthy in Washington, Kirk uh, had a great offensive line, and he made some great throws. Under under pressure, the stats show that Kirk was kind of bad under pressure was one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the league last season. Um, and the Vikings did virtually nothing to improve that kind of like the Seahawks did. And that might be a cap issue. I mean, they, they have a lot of guys on big contracts. Um, Kirk, obviously uh, they just re-signed feel into a deal and Stefan's on a big deal. So uh, there, there's a lot of money in that defense too, but they did virtually nothing to, improve that offensive line which is a huge concern what do you guys think about Kirk Cousins being four and 25 against teams with winning records I think uh he's somehow still better than Matthew Stafford's (laughs) record against teams with winning records I think it's a misleading stat because he beats the team so many times that I'm losing. <laughs> yeah, he always loses to him early in the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. High key move. He's strategic with his wins. Uh, this is this is a um, uh, for the for the record, Matthew Stafford is five and forty six against teams oh, with winning records. Um, oh my God. <laughs> you didn't have to say it. <laughs> hey, he's the best quarterback the Lions have ever had. So that's a that's a stat <laughs> of pride. <Jesus>. Five victories. <laughs> well, I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but moving on from that stat, we'll get to that team here in a second. Uh, but I do, uh, this is my grievance of the week. So all the NFL officials that are listening to this, please. Can we stop recording it as a interception statistic when a quarterback throws a perfect ball and the receiver is a hundred percent, the cause of the interception. That's one of my least favorite stats. What do you want to do? Say, Oh, it's not an interception. It's a, no, call, be like a receiver interception or something. Be like a fumble on the Quan Treadwell as he slaps the ball right to the defender's hand. I can't because all you do is you see the stat log of like Kirk Cousins threw two picks. It's like, well, he threw two touchdown passes that his players gave to the other team. Like, just like staying really on him. Just my grievance. Moving on. Dalvin Cook, stay healthy. Have a good season. Nathan, somewhere Nathan Peterman's like, yes, that would lower my interception rate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all that's all that's, problem. that's the only thing holding them back. <laughs> He'd somehow, he'd somehow have more interceptions or stats because they would call the ones where the receiver saved him interceptions. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, the Vikings will be interesting really just kind of seeing if they're as a unit. Um, like you said, the offensive line is a huge hole, and that has derailed many a good teams. So uh, we'll see if they're able to actually put up some points and 
won a couple football games, but I do have them slotted in as the second best team in the NFC uh, North. Definitely not the NFC, but the NFC North. Uh, now to the clear favorites and front runners in the entire National Football League for the next, I don't know, millennia. Jack, the, the Redskins aren't in this division. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love those. Uh, the Redskins, the Redskins are like the third best team in their own division. So I don't know how they can be favored in all things. It's okay. Uh, going with the Lions of Detroit, the Pride. Oh my gosh, look at this roster. You don't know where any of the holes are. You're very excited with this coaching staff that's figured out what to do here in year two. Thank God they're not on hard knocks. And you know, it's great, great to be a Lions fan. Y'all agree, right? Great. <laughs> the silence was just <laughs> I'll bite. I think Jack's acts absolutely right in only one name. The biggest name they re-signed this offseason, Zach Zenner. Oh god. Wisdom. Those are the kind of moves, keeping those you talk about depth, Alex, that wins championships. That is the kind of depth that you need to secure, and we were wise enough to do so. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great when Karen Johnson gets hurt and CJ oh. Anderson gets hurt and it's gonna oh, be Zach Center and Theo Riddick again. Just oh. <laughs> oh, Zach Center can be the bell cow like Toby Gerhart. <laughs> CJ Anderson can't be hurt. Have you seen that guy? He is thick. He is going to be bouncing off people for weeks to okay. come. They're gonna end up cutting him and he's going back to the Rams and I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> Uh, no, but honestly, guys, what do you what do you think about this uh, Detroit Lions roster going to this year? I I, I like it. Uh, I think they're they're pretty solid all around. That I think Matt Patricia's goal was to make this exercise as hard on me as possible on defense because they they really have it's hard to assign people positions because you know they're they run a multiple defense. They're trying to they have you know three essentially. All these guys, all the defensive linemen are kind of interior guys. Uh, Trey Flowers is kind of an inside-outside guy. Um, they got Ashawn Robinson, Damon Harrison, and Deshaun Hand, uh, who are all really, really good players. Uh, but they're all like close to three hundred pounds. They're they're not coming off the edge, so I don't know where. You mean uh, I'm gonna have to watch Aaron Rodgers scramble on a third and fourteen for the whole season to like put the game away? Uh, yeah, that's probably gonna happen. Um, <laughs> And you know they got linebackers who can who can play both you know off the, come off the edge or they can play off the ball. Um, so I they it, it's an interesting uh, mix of players. Um, so I, I did my best with assigning them you know starting positions. Um, but 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 I, but I like their uh, their, their uh, I, I like the way that they can be uh, play multiple defenses and uh, move guys around hopefully confuse some people with uh, with those different looks. Um, but, you know, we'll see how, how, how it works out for them. Uh, and I think uh, I, I think they're, they should be more of a running team uh, this year. And I, I like Kerryon Johnson. I also like Kenny Galladay. Both in fantasy. Yep, and they also got uh, Danny Amendola, um, who's in the way twilight of his career. They uh, got the Steelers' great Jesse James. Um, on the defense, I thought they made a pretty nice move. We've seen nickel corners get paid a lot this offseason. They went and got Justin Coleman from Seattle. Um, he can play back there with Darius Slay and the guys. And uh, obviously Trey Flowers, I don't think uh, 
there's a better spot for him to land than with a coach that knows him already and knows how to use him. So I think um, the the Lions are on the move. They moved up and made some good moves in the offseason. Um, uh, I, I think Carrion John, Johnson shows a lot of promise. Uh, I think maybe that's just because everyone's shocked that he got a 100-yard rushing game for the Lions. Uh, but Kenny Galladay was very yeah. impressive last year. He, he, he does. deserves to go really in the Hall does. of Fame just for that. Like, yeah. uh, Bush. Seriously, my gosh. Reggie Bush, good career. Uh, but looking at this Lions defense, honestly, uh, they picked it up towards the end of the season. Start of last season, looked like they were disheveled, not ready for anything, and complete trash uh, getting Jack T.L. at his TV screen. Uh, and thankfully – uh, Matt Patricia was finally, I mean, he stuck to his guns, wanted to play his sort of system and uh, started to kind of seem like everyone was catching on and, and locking in there on defense. So I'm excited for uh, what they'll do. I, lo- I love the addition- additions. Trey Flowers and Justin Coleman, as you guys mentioned, are big uh, and kind of solidifying those areas and just be interesting. To, hopefully we have some sort of pass rush, but we should in theory completely stop really running games against us and we can kind of make teams one-dimensional. We got some good. We got some good people in the secondary ready to go. And on the offensive side of the ball, is a little weird with what we did with the two tight ends. So it seems like we'll be doing some more of those sets. Uh, and, and I mean, nothing is more frustrating than uh, just getting an instant second and ten because you ran for no yards. So I'm looking forward to that um, a few times over. But if Gary Johnson stays healthy, the Oritic doesn't have his nagging injuries. Marvin Jones stays healthy. Kenny Galladay stays healthy. Matthew Stafford doesn't break his they're, they're in good shape. If our top six guys don't have any injuries, we are going to be looking pretty nice. Uh, but, see, that that's the real deal with the, with the Lions on offenses. They they didn't really have any major ones, except Matthew Saberstein has had a couple things. That's got to make him tight, which would make sense. He was playing tight the whole year. It was very frustrating to see him take a weirdly large step back uh, last year. Uh, but hopefully he's back to full health, and I think that's the the key for us, as it is with every team, is keep your players healthy. But ours were just those nagging injuries uh, that kind of kept us down. Are Are you worried about the loss of Jim Bob Cooter? Uh, in a word, no, I am not. <laughs> I, I, I think that's more than a word. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no it, it's uh it was kind of fun we had a little um he looked good when he first came in that's because i mean lombardi flamed out with us and just didn't get anything consistently going again our whole team our offense looked like trash until we're down two touchdowns with three minutes left and the other team's playing back and then we start going up tempo and throwing the ball around the field a little bit and finding some space so I believe in us and our coaching staff to uh, make some big turnarounds. And I think we have the best special teams, mostly kicking game, in this division, which uh, should help us. I, I do like Matt Prater. Definitely better than the Bears kicking game right now. Their competition is going, and they can't find anybody. <laughs> Earlier they – cut a guy named Chris Blewett, so uh, he, he was destined not to uh, succeed there, so. Oh, man, that would be headlines. That would be great. Um, this overall, this division is, uh, I mean, as we talked about it, it should be very competitive. Last year was pretty disappointing with how uh, underwhelming virtually every team in the division was. This year should be shaping up some 
with some great competition. Obviously, I've laid out how I think the division will go, but do you guys want to say kind of your rankings in this division? Sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and first. Um, I'm going to pick the Vikings to win it, um, even though I did state that I have concerns, but, you know, I got, got to stick with Kirk. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers at number two. Um, I, I Like I said, I, I feel like they've got some good things going. Uh, I'm going to go Lions three, and I'm actually going to go Bears at four. I'm going from worst to, or first to worst, I guess. What do you think, Pat? I'm going to go uh, Bears first, Packers second. Vikings third and Lions fourth. I'm sorry, Jack. It's a kid to be wrong, man. It's fun. I would go Bears. I'm going to go the same order it was. I'm going to go Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. Sorry, Jack. Well, it's clear. I mean, we all have the bottom four, three, and, and, and two teams all kind of jumbled. We all have the same number one, which is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it just goes to the Lions, all the clear favorite in the division. So I appreciate you all's analysis. On, on all but, um, I think that kind of wraps up our uh, NFC North preview. Uh, I will say the Lions schedule to start off the year is pretty difficult. So if they make it through that, they'll be sitting pretty. But if not, then uh, football sucks. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, well, again, do we want to move on to the uh, chopping block? Is everyone ready? We need an intro for the chopping block. Can we get that? Can we get that, Alex? His spirit. Uh, I find yeah, it hard I'll, to be mad. I'll, I'll, I'll start composing something. His spirit. I find it hard to be mad. Or we get like a <laughs> chop sound effect, you know? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I'll, 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 I'll right. find something. Hey, right, uh, cool. Make your donations. Right. You can hit us up on Twitter if you're any musicians want to just send us copy. Yeah, works for me. All right, I'm ready. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the first ever preseason chopping block. I know what you were thinking: screwballs. How is the preseason chopping block any different than the regular one? Well, just like the preseason, where I only watch half of the game, this chopping block will only be half as long. I don't want you guys to get hurt thinking too hard. I need y'all healthy for the regular season. Also, I was short on time. This week's chopping block is going to be on the NFC North. So with that being said, let's get in. Alex, how have you been on a scale of not chop to super chop? Uh, Super chop. All right, sweet. Well, being the reigning champion of last year's chopping block, you must must be feeling a lot of pressure. How are you going to deal with the stress? Uh, just taking it one day at a time, uh, focusing on the next next game, um, and uh, I'm 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 been preparing every day. All right. So this is the first question of the preseason. So I'll give you an easy lob. The Chicago Bears won the AFC North six out of the seven years from 1984 to 1990. The only year they didn't win it was in 1989 to the Minnesota Vikings. The QB of that Vikings team shares the same name of one of the most favorite. Most famous Marvel characters, Deadpool, who played 12 out of the 14 games that season. What was the number of that quarterback? Um, I don't know the name of Deadpool's person, but I think the quarterback was Wade Wilson. 
Um, yes. What's his number? Oh, man. I have no idea. I'm going to go with eight. Incorrect. It is 11. Not even close. Alex. <laughs> Alex, why do you not know football? I'm sorry. Disgusting. All right, Jeff, are you excited to be back on the chopping block? Well, after that question, not really, but here we are. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, well, if you thought that was a tough one, get ready for this. Who won the yeah. NFC North last year? Oh, man, I'm pretty sure they're blue, and they have silver, and they have a lion, and then man i really don't want to say it but uh you know just to be ahead of alex and taking the mantle i'm going to go with the detroit lions when they, they were 16 and now i believe they won the super bowl one that is correct jack jack got one point <laughs> thank you thank you all right hey yo drew all right i know more than anyone you were very excited for the chopping block after a Rough go last season. What are your expectations for this year? Well, I expect one of my answers to be like Neil Armstrong or something. So uh, the way you word these questions. But I always, I always have fun with the chopping block, man. So uh, let's let's get it going. All right. So your question is a lot like Jack's. Very simple. Well, speaking of doing better than last year, the Lions ended up in last place in the division going 6-10. and 10. They ended up picking up tight end TJ Hawkinson in the draft, who grew up in Sherrington, Iowa, which is, has a total population of 4,321 people. The town, the town is home to a total of seven famous people ever, including Lyle Turtle, a famous tattoo artist, Gordon Wiley, and, and, and an anthropologist, <laughs> and a famous composer named Gordon Wiley, who we all know. But there is another football player who grew up in Sherrington, Iowa. His name was Paul Joseph Tiny Engelbrexton. He played as an offensive lineman and kicker for nine years and ended up in the Hall of Fame. Which NFC North team did he play for? The Bears. He did play for the Bears. He also played for the Packers, but you get the point regardless. <laughs> wow. I got a question <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm better in the preseason that- than the regular season. That's a little worry but <laughs> that question required a lot of wikipedia if you can <laughs> just going through random links until i found myself back to the nfc north you mean you super knew right. it. yeah super knew it already before writing that question all right uh alex pro football jokes is a very pro lgbtq website so when i say this i mean it in all due respect but ties are gay there's no two ways around it but last year, the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers became a little bit confused and had a tie. But this isn't the only time they've tied in the last 10 years. What other season did the Vikings and Packers tie not only the game, but possibly the knot? Um, when did they tie? Um, was it uh, like 2003? It was in the last 10 years. Last 10 years? Last 10 years, really? Yes. Um, yes. Hold on, let me think. Alex is like Googling right now. To, uh, I, 
I'll go um, 20... 2012. Oh, you were so close. It was 2013. 2013. Thanks for playing. Alex, it's a tough season for you, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, start. But it is the preseason. I mean, the the Patriots, when they went undefeated, they lost all four of their preseason games. And when the, when the Lions won a game, they lost all four. They won all four. So. Good time. All right, jump. This question is about your home team. The NFC North has had a decent diversity of teams of who wins the division, except for one team, the Detroit Lions. When is the last time the Lions won the NFC North? I most certainly was not alive for that. Uh, so I'm going to say 1993. You actually got that correct. You didn't happen to Google that, did you, Jack? No, I did not. I just remember that was the last year we won it. Now we're not alive yet, so. Sweet. <laughs> but I thought right. they won it last time. Pep, hopefully your brain has... We did it as wild cards, and we'd lose to the Seahawks or the Saints. Pretty good at both of those things. Good jokes. Last time we made the right. playoffs, Pep, we, lost, we lost four games. But who's counting? Apparently not you. All right, Pep, hopefully your brain has cooled down a bit from the last question I gave you. The Green Bay Packers is home to one of the best quarterbacks to ever live, Brett Favre. Also home to one of the scrubbiest quarterbacks to ever play, A.A. Ron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been known to throw the ball decently. So much, in fact, he made the top 20 all-time for passing yards. How many other NFC North quarterbacks are ahead of him? Um... Man, this is a tough one, but it's kind of not. Don't forget that Jay Cutler was in the NFC North for a time. I'm say three. <laughs> three. It is two. Can you name? Can you name any of them? Brett Favre. Fran Tarkenton. Oh. Yes, sir. I'll give him the point. All right. <laughs> It's time to move from the chopping block to the chopping board. Time for some nice, quick dices. No more than five seconds to answer each question. All right. Alex, you're up first. All right. How many Super Bowl wins are there in the NFC North? Uh, Four. Time's up, and it was five. All right. <laughs> On to Pet. Wait, wait, wait. Or, wait, wait. Uh, how, how are there five? <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, Packers won four. Five, 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 yeah. That's my bad. Thanks for get the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no cursing on pro football jokes. My bad. Just got a little riled up. Alex questioned my football knowledge that I researched today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. Who won the division two years ago? Two years ago was two, the Vikings. One. Relax. It was one point to jump. All right, Pep. Who won the NFC North the most times? Uh, the Packers. It is the Vikings, actually. I think they had 20. The Packers had like 14. All right, Alex, who has the most passing yards in NFC North history? Brett Favre. Two. 
Yes. All right. No, pretty... To to jump. All right. What is the nickname or slogan for the Chicago Bra- Chicago Bears? The nickname or slogan? Yeah. We'll Bears? go like catchphrase. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> All right. This one is to Pep. Hopefully, you can get this one. According to fellow analyst at Pro Football Jokes, Nathan Rabier, how would the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl? Um, sorry, state that one again. According to, according to fellow analyst Nathan Rabier, how would the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl? Um, I, I, I can't say what his answer would be. I'm going to take the loss here. All right. Alex, do you know how the Bears win this? Bring back Ditka. Dang it! (laughs) You bring back Ditka, you bring back the Super Bowl. My head wasn't in that space. My head was was... in how he usually talks. So, uh, (laughs) for the sake of our podcast, I appreciate it. All right. Who are we good? Uh, I think it's back to Alex. All right. Who is the all-time rusher in the NFC North? Uh, Barry Sanders. Uh, Walter, Walter Payton. Payton. Oh my god. Oh, so thanks for playing, Alex. Oh. Alex is so bad; he has no chance. <laughs> if you ask me the best running back in the NFC North, you got it right, but not the one most. Uh, yeah, I went like three. Three that I went through like a, a few backs. I was like, oh, it's Adrian Peterson. I'm like, oh no, wait, Barry Sanders is more. And I was like, oh wait, no, Walter Payton is more. <laughs> <laughs> A few good running backs from that division. All right. Uh, to Jack, how many times have the Packers gone to the Super Bowl? The Packers have gone to the Super Bowl at least four times. All right. It was, I guess that is correct. They went to it five <laughs> times, but I can't ask for a number. <laughs> More than one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, last last question to Pep. How many times have the Lions ever won the division? This is a multiple choice. We got three, five, eight, or one times. I'm going to be nice here and say three. (laughs) That's nice. Three. <laughs> yeah, you chose the- I know how hard it is to win a division, all right? I, I've experienced it. Hey, that's good, man. Three good playoff appearances. Let's go. Let's go, Lions. Detroit football. The Lions have you? The Lions have won the division three times, had tw- made it to the playoffs a total of twelve times, and never made it to a Super Bowl. We've won how many playoff games? Uh, like four. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually sure. I don't have that stat on me. Sorry. All right. Well, I didn't keep score again, so we'll just <laughs> give it to Jack because I think he got it. Oh, never mind. We're we're seven and thirteen in the playoffs. So nice. think about that. Nice. Seven wins. It's a lot more than I thought. You know, I I find uh, Jack's spirit hard to be matched in this chopping block. And uh, dominated this I find it hard to be matched. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
get to get to win. Someone's got to win in the FC North here. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So let's just cap off our show here with a little bit of overreactions as they relate to the NFC North. What are you overreacting to in the offseason that you're projecting forward to this uh, oncoming season? Uh, my my can can I start? If that's uh, okay. Yeah, go okay. for it. Uh, so my overreaction uh, has to do with uh, Oren Burks is going to lead the NFL in tackles because uh, he has been just killing it at OTAs, and you know he's almost you know been out there and uh, you know out with starters. So I'm overreacting to that and saying uh, he is going going to lead the NFL in tackles. Hey, I agree with that. I was going to overreact the same way based off his South County football camp. So, <laughs> I look forward to seeing all those tackles. What about you, Pep? What's your overreaction? So, I, I think uh, based on that, I, I think he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking my overreaction? I think Yay, what you uh, David Montgomery is going to rush for over 1,400 yards. Ooh. Wow, that is not going to happen, but good reaction. All right, uh, Drew. All right, this is my overreaction. Oren Burks did not follow me back on Instagram, despite the fact that we were in physics class together in 11th grade. That is ridiculous. I gave him my pen like three times, and he didn't follow me back. It is disgraceful, and I hope he never plays another NFL snap. Okay, never mind. Oh, <laughs> Wow, that is overreacting to not getting a follow back on Instagram. That was an overreaction if I've ever heard one. We look to that, and that was terrible. I interrupted your overreaction. I'm sorry. My overreaction is because the Lions are so good with Allen, they decided to not only draft a tight end with their first pick, but also to sign an older tight end to a surprisingly large contract we are going to have the best two tight end offense the world has ever seen so whoever heard of the murderer and gronk you know we're gonna replace them and hit the history book so i'm very excited for the patriots um, 2.0 Jack, can you pass it back to me real quick i want all yeah, give of me, give our listeners more, to close their eyes and imagine that i am reeb and i want jack to ask me hey reeb what's your overreaction Hey, uh, uh, Reed, what's your overreaction? I hate this section. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, uh, watch Irv Smith at Alabama. And, uh, I think he's uh, <laughs> going to be really good. He's going to catch a lot of passes and get a thousand <laughs> yards. That's my overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> I really might have be his best overreaction. <laughs> I was also hoping you just throw it to Reeb to start it off anyway, just because he wouldn't have it right. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been good. Next time I will. Maybe he'll be on, maybe he won't, but the overreaction Love will you, be the same regardless of who's here. So, man, this has been a great show. Love you, Reeb. Glad you're still unpaid, but still part of the staff. Uh, we look forward to producing more articles here on Pro Football Jokes as we are getting uh, closer and closer to the return of football, more hard knocks. Subscribe, review, everything you need to. Go. ProFootballJokes.com.